And I remember Wayne Salmons had this journal that he wanted me to fill out. Every year he makes us fill out the Epic Life Planner. And he, he uh, it took me like a, I don't know why it took me so long to do it. Like I put that thing off for like ever. <laughs> and he goes, all right, when are you going to have that done by? Because it was like the last thing I had to get done in order for him to certify me as a coach. And um, I said, so I'll have it done by Monday. All right, what are you going to do if you don't have it done? And I was like, what do you mean? thousand bucks. He goes, who's a, who's one of your competitors in the area that you really don't like? I was like, I like everybody. He's like, come on, man, dig deep. <laughs> and I told him a name, and he goes, if you don't have it done by Monday, you're going to write a check for $500 there you go. to them in a card and write a nice note to them. And Oof. I was like, ooh. Yeah, that one, that one <laughs> That's hurts motivating. a little. That one stings. Yeah. Not so much here, but here. <laughs> <laughs> Right here. All right, welcome to another episode of the Contacts to Contracts podcast. I am Brian Lovell with Senior John Jones as our co-host, and we have a very special, special guest with us today. Coach, branch manager, loan originator extraordinaire, Mr. 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 Anthony Mosley, all the way from Michigan. Welcome to Florida, Anthony. Hey, hey, welcome, welcome. And thank I'm, you, thank you. And I first and foremost, man, get yourself a, a public sub. Oh, a public I mean, sub is right after this. <laughs> I'm going to get the Brian Lovell. <laughs> yeah, that's what you got to get. Uh, what, if, what is that again? If it's... you go to the counter and just say, hey, can I get a Brian Lovell, they will know exactly how to make it. But in case they don't, <laughs> what you do is you get the chicken tenders. They chop them up. Mm-hmm. And then they toss them in wing sauce, put them on the sandwich roll. God, I'm getting hungry. Put some cheddar cheese on top of that. Or if you want to get adventurous, you just do it in a wrap. Oh, I heard the bread is awesome at Publix. That's it's like, great. That's like the big That right there is the brine. No, you don't need any vegetables, just the chicken tenders and the cheddar cheese. Boom. No vegetables. Brian level. Yeah. Boom. That sounds good. I'm Yeah, I'm down for it. I'll be filming that today, too. I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. I can't, can't wait. I can't wait. No buzz bombs for that. No, no buzz, buzz bombs. So uh, we figured we have a conversation with Anthony. Um, you know, I think among a lot of things, one of the things he's most well known for um, is coaching, something that's a true passion of his. So we figured we'd just get together with Anthony while we're taking advantage of him being in town, and we'd have some conversations um, about coaching. Yeah, all the time, man. Uh, I mean, your life – you either spend learning or teaching. Um, and I think the reason I fell in love with coaching so much is, for one, I'm a big fan of the underdog. And for two, uh, to teach is to learn again. Mm-hmm. So the more you you teach, it just keeps coming back in you. Um, and you pick up more and more. It's really weird, and you start getting more clarity. And then a different idea comes. Um, so whether it's your kids, whether it's your kids' sports teams, whether it's your yep. spouse or – you know, the people you work with, it's if you believe in helping people, I mean, you have to have some content there to help them expand. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the cool thing about coaching is is um, there's no original ideas. No. So some people will say, hey, I've heard John Maxwell say that, or hey, I've heard Diane Kokoska say that. It's, it's okay, right? Right. Take it and own it. It's but where people get it wrong though is coaching is not a one size fit all thing. Mm-hmm. And some people like there's certain coaching programs out there, and 
they're very successful, but they're very successful for one personality type of people. Correct. So where you have so much failure in the real estate industry, I don't know the exact numbers, but I think it's like 95% fail, right, in real estate. And then as LO is like, I'd say it's probably greater. It's yeah, I think statistics after two years in the business that only one out of ten still in the business. One out of ten real estate agents are still in the business? LOs. Loan officers, LOs. Oh really? So yeah, I mean yeah. both real estate and loan officers extremely difficult. You know, you've got to be self driven and most important you have to have a great mentor. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if you're getting in this business no matter what level, um, whether you're a top producer or you're a rookie. To get to that ne- next level and to maintain the level you're at, you need to get back on track and have a coach that's mm-hmm. going to hold you accountable. You know, what you said there is right, and it's, it's so many people. So we're in the mortgage industry as well, right? Um, and people say, you know, why is one company better than another? And there's this Facebook group, New LOs, and they're always asking, should I go work here? Should I go work there? Should I be a broker? Should I be a lender? Doesn't really – what it's you should be same. looking at is what's the support and the mentors that you have. And another thing that has shocked the living hell out of me is the amount of incompetence that other institutions have out there. The right. fact that their employees have to get on a Facebook forum <laughs> and ask the most basic of questions that they should have learned right. in school. Yeah. And they're on Facebook asking. And it, it, it's disheartening because I yeah. do give a yeah. right? Yeah, 100%. And, and I don't want to see anybody fail, but if, when you're out there, if, if you're watching this, like, it's not, don't go out there and demand all the money at once and, and think that you can go start your own business and you're going to be super successful because you're only as good as your last transaction for one. Yeah. Right. You only got so many bridges you could burn. And, you know, three is find a mentor and learn the art of um, condensing time, you know? Uh, yeah. Find someone who's done it all and really um, failed a lot, mm-hmm. like us. Yeah. Yep. You know, 20 something years in the industry. Uh, I now take that knowledge and I'll give it, you know, somebody two days to two weeks yeah. for them to learn everything I learned in right. sure, sure. freaking 20 years. I think you just said something important there because, um, like, and I'll say specific to give some credibility to what you're talking about. You know, you're in the mortgage business, you've been in the mortgage business for like 20 years, primarily that your coaching is in the mortgage business with mortgage professionals. So like, you're not just a coach, but you're a mentor. There's a difference. Oh, huge. Right. So like, you know, a coach isn't somebody who necessarily has to have ever walked a mile in your shoes, Mm -hmm. but a mentor in every case has, has walked, you know, and, and you've, and then this particular arena, you've kind of got both. Yeah. So, you know, a coach is important. Um, the mentor thing is great. You know, we mentor collaboratively, mentor a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's very important for everybody to have a mentor and be a mentee. You know, um, good point. Yep. But the difference with coaching is 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 coaching is helping you get to where you want to be today faster. You know, creating the accountability, helping you build the roadmap, helping you discover who you are and what you want to do and be a bumper for you to not leave the path that you're supposed to be going. Because mm-hmm. we all like that shiny object. Yeah. And, right. Or we get down, disturbed, fatigued, 
that that coach is someone that's going to keep you lift you back up and get you refocused yeah. and get you back on yeah. track. Without yeah. without that, we yep. can get you know th- th- that troubled file or the problem you have right in front oh. of you. You can auger Cripples down you. and it cripple you yeah. for days yeah. and days. You know, so what, you know if you rewind what Anthony just said, the question that he answered that we didn't ask was why get a coach, right? And you did a really great job of, of, of sharing that. So, you know, if if you're watching or listening to what we just said. What Anthony just defined for you are all of the reasons that you should say, hey, I want to get into this coaching and accountability game. And it's to take you to the next level or help you figure out the answers to challenges that you have faster than you would, you know, on your own. You know, and the interesting thing is is people uh, don't realize how much of a lack of investment they make in themselves every day. (laughs) I was just going to get to the point. They'll uh, go to the bar and spend a couple hundred bucks here and there. I mean, they will go buy the newest shoe, you know, and all these things. But when it comes to the option of coaching, yeah, coaches charge money. They have to make a living. And when people say they can't afford it, it's more like, can you really not, can you afford not to? Sure. So the concept being, where would you, how much would you be making with the direction of the coach and the assistance of the coach? Mm -hmm. How great would Kobe Bryant have, have not been if he did not have Phil Jackson, Mm -hmm. you know, or, um, I mean, there's, there's several, I mean, Floyd, you know, Floyd Mayweather's a hot topic right now. He's got great coaches. Sure. Mm-hmm. Great yeah. trainers. And you have to have that. And what's funny is the top coaches have coaches. Have coaches. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. my coach, he has three or four coaches. And he pays them a lot of money. But you got skin in the game now. And he's mm-hmm. getting wisdom from these guys. Yeah. Like we said before, that have spent 20 years trying to figure yeah. out the game. Well, I think to that point, you know, you're talking about having multiple coaches, like, you know, you've got a business coach. Like I have a health and fitness coach. Her name's Ashley. I have a financial coach. His name's Fernando, right? Mm-hmm. I have a spiritual mentor. His name is Chris, right? And those are all coaches for different areas of my life that I want to improve on and get to ultimately where I'm trying to go faster. Um, but also by investing in myself in that way, I'm allowed, it allows me to learn and grow to like your first point when we started, by learning and growing and constantly improving yourself, you're developing more value to add to other people down the road too. Yeah. Right, so it's not just about you, it's about how you're also going to serve others down the the road as well. Yeah, I mean, it feels great to help people. Yes. You know, it's an amazing thing. There's, you know, you can't say there's one coach out there that doesn't care about his people. I mean, you, the, there's money in, involved in whatever. However, there's a genuine care for what you're doing because you had to learn to do that. Like, you don't just go, hey, I'm going to be a coach today. There is quali- – whether what program in you or you're not, you're a John Maxwell coach. Mm-hmm. So uh, how much studying and time and, and – um, learning the material and sure. and actually teaching and i mean there was you know wayne had me uh recording calls mm-hmm. and zoom meetings yep and you know okay i would change that or hey yep. what do you think about doing it this way yep. it, it's 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 not sure there were prerequisites to it like for me and i know you went through a similar program with wayne like i had to do some prerequisites you've got to study these books or you know audios or whatever you've got to be able to um, 
articulate that you actually learned something from that. And then some of it was put into practice, you know, like, hey, I'm going to get in front of a group of people and deliver this speech. Hey, I'm going to let 10 people listen in on a coaching call. You know, it was things like that where, you know, hey, by the way, they're lifting my lid too, right? They're giving you the proper feedback so that you can serve other people. But to your point, like it's, you put forth effort to get into the game, so to speak. Um, and that's by, you know, you're talking about, hey, you've got to make an investment in this as an individual. You know, you made an investment in this to be able to help and serve other people, right? Yeah. You know, the, the fortunate thing is uh, I had good people around me that led me into that direction. Laurelyn Ball, for one. The first coaching program I probably really got into was Bold. Mm-hmm. Keller Williams Bold. And if you're a loan officer out there, what is your value add? Like, what is your value add to your, your not only your consumer, but your uh, strategic partners, partners. Mm-hmm. right? And so when she introduced, she goes, go sponsor a Bold class. So if you're an LO and you don't know what Bold is, Bold is... A, is a uh, subjective life by design. Very, very cool class. And it's seven weeks long, I think. Mm-hmm. So what... what the real to offset the cost, you know, um, and to help with those things that you know you you have sponsors, and I got to sit through the the, the class. So it was almost like paying the tuition for it, and you learn the things. And then you know I did some buffini, I did this, but I just started hanging out with different people who are coaches, and they push you along. You know, like why aren't you doing this? But I really got into it and started it as a value add to my referral partners mm-hmm. because I got tired of the same thing. I remember sitting with Charlie Sundstrom in his office on the floor uh, when we were developing Van Dyke Mortgage's retail division. And I said, uh, I threw this, he, we had all these marketing things. You go stop and drop them off for realtors. And you know, everybody wanted you to pay them money at that point for, <laughs> hey, do this with us and do this. Right. Or then it was unauthentic. I'm a pretty authentic guy. And I remember taking this pack of papers and throwing it across the room. And I said, man, I'm just done with this. And he's like, well, what are you going to do? I go, I, I want to do something different. So then we figured out, it was like, the best thing about coaches is they ask great questions. So we started out asking questions to our strategic mm-hmm. partners. Like, what do you need? What do you want? What do you like? What do you dislike? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how we started with the perfect loan process. Yeah. Right? And... Um, the complete system and our systems that we use now but that's why i got into coaching because my value add then became going to a real estate office i have more realtor clients right now than i do mortgage clients i don't know why they're not as apprehensive to have a mortgage guy probably so yeah as yep. other los at other companies are more apprehensive oh anthony's gonna, gonna recruit, recruit me, me if i talk to him <laughs> No, that's not the case because we do coach with LOs too. And um, shout out to Michael Fisher. He does a lot too with giving to LOs. I think it's a community that we need to be more flexible with, like intermingling with each other. Like you see, yeah, we've got to collaborate. Yeah. We got to collaborate more, right? Yeah. In our business, I I 100% agree. I think you're what you're saying is like we're afraid to share our successes with other LOs because they might go out and do it. Here's the reality, Anthony. They ain't gonna freaking go do it. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can give you all the secrets. The, the the large majority of the LOs, unless they're willing to invest in themselves, are not going to go out and do it. 
Yeah, Diane Griffin. You said this to me one time. I know I keep name dropping a lot, but there's some great people that have put me on this yeah, journey. Helped you, yeah. And she's was top agent in our market center, owned a market center. She's on the the big stage at family reunion, all this stuff. Yeah. And she gave a young LO I had the time of day. He showed up with a six pack of beer, and uh, she let him come in, and he picked her brain. We became friends, and we're sitting at happy hour one time, and I said. Diane, why are you always so willing to give people your secrets? And she goes, you know, none of them are going to do it anyway. And the 1% that are, I want to be in business or in a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And I was just Great like. Great point. Yeah. 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 So, Anthony, let me kind of move the conversation in a little bit of a different direction. We've talked about why somebody would want a coach or why they why they need a coach, right? And that that goes a couple of layers deep. Um, what should the coach and we'll just use the word player. What should the coach and player relationship look like? Well, for one, you gotta, uh, you gotta know who each other are. Um, I definitely am a fan of, you should be interviewing your coach. So, you know, what does your coach specialize in? What is your coach? What's his history or her history yeah. of of who they've worked with, uh, what's their expertise in, um, and what does their program look like, right? Um, does that match your personality type? It's going to be a little uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and that's fine because definition of success, learn to be comfortable uncomfortable. being uncomfortable. <laughs> but um, you also need to know that it's someone that you're not too comfortable with, mm-hmm. right? So still to this day – when I get on my calls with Wayne each week, um, he holds me accountable. Mm-hmm. Did you do your numbers? You know, kind of like our Monday morning meetings. Um, what can I help you with? He asks a lot of great questions. You have to be willing. You can't just get a coach and decide you're going to be successful. Like you have to be willing to put in the work. Work, yeah, correct. And you have to be held accountable. And it's you can't just not show up yeah that's probably the biggest fear why people don't get a coach they don't want to necessarily be held accountable so i mean and that's you know i don't know that it's always so much about accountability though right and so like let me you know we've been talking about this among our leadership team together for the last couple of weeks and that's like hey listen you can tell me five things that went wrong this week but you can't tell me one thing that went well talk about it all the time right the freaking reality is a hundred things went well but we're focused on the five that didn't. And I think that coach brings you back into reality, you know, sometimes on that stuff. And, you know, I know I, I, I talk to somebody every week, too, from, from a coaching, a leadership coaching perspective. And that's one of the first things they say to me every week. Tell me what your wins were. It, I could rattle off all of the things that were frustrating and difficult for me in the last five business days since I talked to that person. Do you know how hard it is for me? I, I actually start thinking about it the night before. Like, they're going to ask me tomorrow what my wins were. And I have to slow down long enough to think about what they are. But I can rattle off all of the things that, like, were difficult in the week, right? So it's not <laughs> it's always tough, about the accountability business, piece. <laughs> Sometimes it's about your squash. It is your squash. Pain's a stronger emotion, though. <laughs> yeah. Pain is a stronger emotion. And, and, and we talk about, like... I saw uh, one of the one of the things that we were going to talk about was how do you how do you motivate mm-hmm. or how do you get someone to be accountable? And one of the things is we call it the pain, the pain, right? People are upset. It's just it 
it's a more overwhelming thing. So, okay, John, you don't have this project done by Thursday. If you don't make your 100 phone calls or if you don't go visit 17 people, what are we going to do? And that's what he always asked me. What are we going to do? What do you mean what I'm going to do? And I remember Wayne Salmons had this journal that he wanted me to fill out. Every year he makes us fill out the Epic Life Planner. And he, he – uh, it took me like a – I don't know why it took me so long to do it. Like I put that thing off for like ever. <laughs> and he goes, all right, when are you going to have that done by? Because it was like the last thing I had to get done in order for him to certify me as a coach. And um, I said, so I'll have it done by Monday. All right, what are you going to do if you don't have it done? And I was like, what do you mean? thousand bucks. He goes, who's, a, who's one of your competitors in the area that you really don't like? I was like, I like everybody. He's like, come on, man, dig deep. <laughs> and I told him a name, and he goes, if you don't have it done by Monday, you're going to write a check for $500 there you go. to them in a card and write a nice note to them. And Ooh. I was like, ooh. Yeah, that one, that one <laughs> hurts a That stings. Yeah. Not so much here, but here. <laughs> right here yeah it's we have to look at that in our lives too it's like what's important to us what's not important to us I think what having a coach is going to do for people too is I don't think I know is figure out who you are mm -hmm. and what your true goals are mm -hmm. what's fascinating is it, there's so many people that don't have goals so how can you figure your map out if you don't know where you want to go? You can't measure your success. I was going to say, how do you measure whether you're winning or not? Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's you know, it, it's kind of cliche, but one of the first things you should go through in coaching is what is your why? And it, a lot of people teach in a lot of different ways. I love the way Hero Nation teaches it. Uh, some people really love the way other programs do it. It just made sense to me. And I, once I figured that out, I realize I don't want to be that person or that person. I know what I want to be. And, and and I think people need to realize that too because if you keep comparing yourself to someone else because you think that is the definition of success, you will never win. Mm -hmm. And you will continuously be frustrated mm -hmm. and have anxiety and stress. Having that why and, and then having the system back, the coach is going to help you develop the system and the tools to get there. So you focus on doing those mm -hmm. that will get you there. That that's your wins. Like you make sure you do that every week, and and, yeah. and it's a constant monitoring of it. Well, I think too to to kind of tie that up a little bit too. You know, your why if if you've got it nailed right, everything on your calendar points back to that. All right. So like um like so like my big why is I want to add massive value to the people that are in my life, right? Mm -hmm. That I have influence with. And if I go through and I look at my calendar, regardless of what the activity is, I can point back and say, hey, that leads back to the why, right? And so in, even in the smallest thing, like, you know, something that's been on my calendar for uh, blocked off for a couple of hours each day is, you know, we, we got a, a leadership meeting coming up this week that I've been preparing for, right? Even the prep time serves my why, mm -hmm. right? If you're a loan officer, and going to open houses or brokers opens to meet real estate agents so that you could build relationships, that activity, no matter what that activity is, should point back to this is what my why is. If it's grounded in something like that, there's no finish line, mm -hmm. right? So like at the end of the day, and like I say all the time, like here, 
you know, we're trying to create a mortgage company that everybody wants to work at and nobody ever wants to leave. Right. No finish line. Like we're never all going to get together and be like, hey man, good job. You did it. You did it. Let's pop the champagne. We're out of here. Let's go. That's never going to, that's always going to drive us to what's next. What can we do better? How can we improve? How can we better serve? Right. And I think that's a lot of times where my why is, oh, I want to have a red Lamborghini. What happens when you get the red Lamborghini? Mm-hmm. Or what happens if you don't get the red Lamborghini to what to Wayne's point with you? What happens if you don't have this by Monday? Yeah. Right. Because at the end of the day, like my car's pretty nice. I don't necessarily need the red Lamborghini. I can be content with what I have. Yeah. But we also have That's to think a dangerous about word content, though. Yeah. You have to be truthful to yourself what you really want. Right. And I think a, a lot of us will find reasons to um, to settle right um, and just be content um, that hey you know my business I, I take what I get but I'm not gonna really have a purpose every day of doing these activities to try to grow my business and get more relationships mm-hmm. I mean they're just content because you know let's face it they're doing okay right they have a pretty good lifestyle but they really deep down probably want to do a lot better you know I mean some of the things I talk about you could go surfing over on the east coast of Florida or you could be a baller and go to Maui or Australia. Yeah. You know, I mean, the vision board thing, I'm a big believer in vision boards, you know, put something that, you know, give yourself some goals. You talk about the red Lamborghini or whether it's a pickup truck, whatever you want, a vacation with the family, put it up there, remind yourself what your why is. Mm-hmm. Truth, man, truth. I, I, it was big, it was eye opening for my team this year. And one of the, and I, like I said, when you have a coach, you learn things. And, and one of the things was, is we have a, we have a, a, a why document I'll show it to you guys and it helps you spell it out mm-hmm. and one of the things that we realize is that we may be uh, by writing down what your what your goal is for um, spiritual wealth um, for your bank account um, mon- or, um, uh, materialistic items and mm-hmm. contribution um, when you start physical health, when you start going through those and just jotting down what it is, it helped me to help them figure out what their why was. So mm-hmm. when I have, I'm not going to say any names, but two LOs really took this and ran with it this year. And it freaking overwhelmingly made me feel great. And one of them is a fairly new LO and she doesn't have a tremendous amount. I mean, she never was a big, huge producer. Um, she saw the year she had, and you know she basically told me like, I don't need to work. I don't need this because you know, my husband's this, and I'm having a hard time like figuring out what my motivation. And so we went through this exercise, and her thing was she goes, well, I went and met with my financial advisor, and he said I could retire in 20 years. You know, like this is what I have to put in the bank account and retire in 20 years. She goes, I want to retire in 10. All right, so how much do we need to put away each month? Mm-hmm. And so we backed the numbers up to how many closings she'd have to have, to how many mm-hmm. pre-approvals that she'd have to have, how many sure. applications, how many meetings with people. And we formulated this plan, and now it's that's that yeah. weekly talk or meeting. And another one that blew me away was um, I got a guy. He's he's an amazing, amazing LO. He's an amazing person. But he's a... You know, he doesn't have a lot of needs or debt. And he's a simpleton. And, and mm-hmm. I mean simpleton as he's a simple man. He's not real flossy and materialistic. But what it got to be is we we found out that 
he wants it got to contribution and he really wants to help out these kids in his neighborhood because they don't have places to go after school and whatnot. He wants to start a youth center. And, and nice. And we start awesome. figuring out what's that going to cost. So nice. that's now his motivation. So, yeah. And going. again, like that's one of those things, Anthony, no finish line. Yeah. Right. That, that, that children's center. Sure. There's no finish line of that. Because like, once you do it, then you got to put kids in it. Then you got to provide the programs to draw them in and all of that. That, that type of why, no yeah. finish line on it. Yeah. Well, and you say too, like you read the MREA book is once you do hit your ceiling or whatever. So like this, then a new goal pops in your head. Yeah. But don't start working on that new goal until you hit the one, and that's what a lot of people do. Because yes. then all of a sudden it's like squirrel. Yeah, you're everywhere. Mm-hmm. I've done it. I still do it day to day, but I have Wayne there to go pull you back, bro. You got too many. <laughs> he told me this one time. You got too many hats on, man. Let's take let's take some of those off. Yeah. Right? And it's hard because you want to do all this stuff, but he's right. If you focus on the things that you're going towards your goal, your life becomes uncluttered. You gain clarity. Clarity reduces stress and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And you start to enjoy your life and your job more. Awesome. And people feel it, right? Because people are attracted by energies. If you're a negative person, you're going to attract negative people. If, if you're super positive, outgoing, people want to be around you. And let's face it, we all want to do business with people we like, love, and trust. Correct. So surround yourself with beautiful people. All right, so that's a wrap on another episode of the Context to Contracts podcast. On behalf of John Jones, Anthony Mosley, I'm Brian Lovell, and we want you to know if there's anything that you need, we're always here to serve.